Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy Long Beach Joe back again. And let me tell you, this Jets team just keeps making mistake after mistake after mistake. The season just continues to drag on, continues to be issues. But now we're facing Dolphins this week, but there have been moves that have been made, things we got to talk about, the releasing of Le'Veon Bell, not being able to trade him. This Jets team is a mess right now. So listen, I'm going to go ahead and get into it. I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. So without further ado, folks, let's go ahead and get into the show. Fired up. Trying to be as fired up as possible. Starting with the situation, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon liked a couple tweets. We all know that him and Adam Gaze have had issues, mainly because Adam Gaze refuses to utilize him effectively and, you know, doesn't make him a part of the game plan on a weekly basis. We completely understand that. We see that every single week. We bash Adam Gaze because of it. He's supposed to be an offensive genius. Here's Le'Veon Bell, who's pretty much, you know, a Hall of Famer before he got here. This guy had big-time numbers. He was a big-time player. He comes here, has career lows. Every single statistical category, without a shadow of a doubt, is not being utilized correctly. Now, we're seeing this. We all see this consistently. Consistently, we see this. And Le'Veon Bell starts to get fed up. He just simply liked a couple tweets from people saying, hey, listen, if the Jets are not going to utilize him effectively, what are they doing with him? Maybe they should move on from him. All of a sudden, after he likes a couple tweets, now he's been released. The Jets were trying to shop him before. They couldn't get any picks. So we released a Hall of Fame running back, a Hall of Fame running back, an elite offensive weapon in the NFL. We release him because Adam Gaze cannot utilize him in his offense. Wow. (laughs) I mean, wow. This is a team that is already starved for weapons. Already. We were decimated at wide receiver. We have injuries across the board. We're hurting. We, we're watching a franchise quarterback in Sam Donald struggle every week because why? He has no protection. And then when he finally does find a crack, a sliver to try to make a play, he has nobody to throw the ball to. And we release a Hall of Fame weapon, an elite weapon in the NFL, and we got nothing. We couldn't even get picks. We couldn't get anything. We just move on from him. This franchise is a garbage dump. That's the truth. We make idiotic decisions. We do dumb stuff, and we just keep doing it. We just keep doing it. Even if, let's say you're a fan and you want to move on from Sam Darnold. Say you want Trevor Lawrence. I know a lot of people are screaming on my timeline about Trevor Lawrence, right? Don't you think that Le'Veon Bell could help Trevor Lawrence? ascend and gets to the next level as well as a quarterback? What sense does it make to deplete an already weaponless team of more weapons? (laughs) It's insane. It's insane the things that we're doing. 
It's insane how we're allowing Adam Gaze, a guy who had problems. The same problems he's having here is the same problems he had in Miami, same problems he had everywhere. I keep telling people the same things about this guy. The same things follow him no matter where he goes. Incompetent, idiotic offensive football, right? Young players, rookies or young players trying to find their way, they can't find their way with him, not as a head coach. And there's multiple guys. We can check off the list. Multiple guys. Sam Darnold is struggling under him. You got young kids we just drafted. P. Ryan not being utilized under him, struggling under him. Go back to Miami. Ryan Tannehill struggled under him. Devontae Parker struggled, uh, struggled under him. Mike Gusecki struggled under him. Kenyon Drake, so on. The names, it's the same thing. But the other thing that becomes the issue with him is his relationship with players. Good players that can't wait to get the hell away from him as soon as possible. Jarvis Landry. Jay Ajahi, you come to the Jets now. Jamal Adams, Le'Veon Bell. We cannot afford to do that. We don't have the talent. We don't have enough talent on this roster to just keep, to just let guys go. We're talent starved. We're allowing Adam Gaze to ruin this football team. That's what we're doing. I'm going to keep it all the way real tonight. And I know I got some callers and I'll be coming to the line in just a second. Believe me, I want to talk to you folks about everything. We're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're definitely going to cover this, this Dolphins game we got coming up. But let me tell you something. The handling of Le'Veon Bell, his release, the fact that you, we released Le'Veon Bell before getting rid of Adam Gaze, that tells you all you need to know about the goddamn Jets. We are failures. We're a failure of a franchise because we make dumb-ass decisions over and over and over again. A guy that showed you, showed you for years in Miami that he was not a credible offensive mind in the NFL, you bring him here because you think he's offensively brilliant, Christopher Johnson. He showed you for years he had issues managing as a head coach, but you bring him here. You showed, he showed you for years that he had issues handling players, but you bring him here. That's why we're losers. That's why we're losers. I keep saying it. We're losers because we make loser-ass decisions. That's what we do. That's what we do. The release of Le'Veon Bell did not benefit Sam Darnold at all. Not at all. How did it help him? Now look what you've done. Because if I'm an opposing defensive coordinator, I'm licking my chops. If I'm an opposing defensive end, a pass rusher, I'm licking my chops. If I'm a linebacker, I'm licking my chops. <laughs> There's nobody I have to worry about offensively now when I go against the Jets. Nobody. I'm not concerned with anything, dog, if I'm a defensive coordinator getting ready to match up with the Jets. What, am I supposed to be scared of Adam Gaze? You think he puts fear in top defensive coordinators around the league? He doesn't put fear in defensive coordinators in our, that are in our division. No one's scared of him or his offensive game plan. Yeah, here come the, here come the fullback dives. Here come the screens on third and 10. They're not afraid of that. There's nothing for them to be afraid of. If I am a player that is facing the Jets, if I'm a defensive coordinator, that is facing the Jets, I'm pinning my ears back and I'm trying to destroy Sam Darnold. 
You thought what you saw against the Patriots were bad. Oh, whoa, whoa. Wait until you see us match up with these teams that we got coming on down the road with no, next to no offensive talent on this team. We have nothing after him. No weapon they have to worry about. They're going to show you what happens. When, they, when there's nothing they have to worry about, they're going to show you how they, how they do. There's going to be exotic blitz after exotic blitz. There's going to be guys coming off the edge trying to destroy Sam Darnold on a weekly basis, and there'll be nothing we can do about it. We have protection issues. Guess who we could have utilized in protection? Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> we could have utilized him. He's a hell of a blocker, you know? <laughs> Adam Gaze don't know that. So we chose Adam Gaze over a Hall of Fame offensive player. Best player we've had since Curtis Martin. That's the best offensive player we've had since Curtis Martin. We chose Adam Gaze over him. Chris Johnson, you are a dumbass and a clown. And I am, I am begging the Johnsons to sell the team. Please, sell the team. Just, just save us the drama. Save us. You trying to tell us how you want to win games. You're not trying to win games. You're trying to win Twitter. You don't know what the hell you're trying to win. You're clueless. You and your brother, two idiots. You have no clue of what you're doing. This Jets franchise is going nowhere fast. And let me tell you something. We are ruining a franchise quarterback. Something we've begged for for, I don't know, 10 years, maybe longer. We're actively ruining him. We're doing him a complete disservice. We're putting him in situations to not succeed, and we just keep on doing it. I pray for Sam Darnold. I pray for Sam Darnold. Because this damn team, this team is trash. Trash. And Adam Gaze still being here signifies how incompetent, how completely incompetent this ownership is. Completely incompetent. <laughs> he started, Adam Gaze comes out talking about how he even was willing to give up play calling duties. Are you serious? The coaching staff tells him, no, play calling is not the issue. That's not the issue here. <laughs> not the issue. You think the play calling is not the issue? That's what you think? So uh, do they watch the same games that everybody else is watching? Do they watch the critical moments in games when you blow through a play call that you have no clue of what you're doing and it's obvious? Do they watch that? Yeah, right. Play calling is not the issue. Okay. Even though everybody else clearly sees that play calling is the issue. Clearly. It's as clear as day. Your lack of utilization of players within your scheme, which is part of play calling, is the issue. Andy Reid, Sean Payton, Doug Peterson, Sean McVay, those guys are true brilliant offensive minds. They don't have those issues. When they show up, bad offenses turn around. We've seen it. When you show up, offenses go down the toilet, and so do careers of offensive players until they get away from your bum ass, Adam Gaze. I'm going to go to the callers because I can go on all night about how much Adam Gaze needs to go and how incompetent this football team 
the owners of this football team are. How idiotic and embarrassing it is to be a Jets fan. So embarrassing. Every week. Every week. Every week. Every damn week. You just hit new lows every week. Now listen, folks. I know tonight we're going to talk about a lot of things. I got a lot of calls on the line. Please be patient. I'm going to get to everybody, but I need everybody to be patient. Also need to let you know, do not curse on my show. If I understand it's frustrating. I understand you're mad. I'm mad as well. We're going to talk about the Dolphins game, too, we got coming up. That's a team coming hot off of beating the Niners. We're going to talk about that, too. Do not curse on my show, or I'll get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast. Faster than Adam Gates would call the screen on third and 15. <laughs> I try to laugh through the pain. Let's, let's, let's get to the callers. Also, my chat boys in the chat, please keep chatting. I'll come to you as well later on. But we're going to get to these callers first. <laughs> 646, come on in and let me know what your thoughts are about the releasing of Le'Veon Bell. Long Beach Show, I'm going to give you Gangrene David's thoughts about the release of Le'Veon Bell and the direction okay. of this god-awful organization. The, the release of Le'Veon Bell, a player that was brought in to be a weapon for Sam Darnold to grow with and gain chemistry with has been spit in the face by this ridiculous fraud of a head coach who has a quitter mindset, who makes himself look like a fool in his press conferences, loses the respect of his locker room, and influences his players to force his way out of town. The fact mm. that this organization chooses, to, this, chooses this fraud of a head coach over an all-pro caliber running back and an all-pro defensive back is mind-numbing. Everything that is happening right now is why Jamal Adams forces his way out of town. And even if you wanted to trade Jamal and you don't agree with the way he did it, there is no doubt in my mind that Jamal is right about everything that is going on in this organization. Jamal was smart to pretty much say, you know what, I don't want to play for this dump. I want to get out of this garbage. And you, you want to know something else? I am so glad that we're not allowed at games this year. Can you imagine if fans were allowed? You'd be hearing booing. Oh. Fans would be selling tickets. It would just be – it would be crazy. And I, I thought I would never in my life say this, but if, we, if this was a home game, I wouldn't go at all. And I love going to games. You know, it's, it's sad, man. Yeah. yeah. Now, man, David, first off, I want to thank you for calling in, man. I couldn't wait to hear from you. You know what frustrates me about this whole thing is, is that, okay, you're going to get rid of Le'Veon Bell if you're truly choosing to do that. How is it that we get rid of a talent like that and we don't get anything back to help us in the future? We, didn't, we weren't able to facilitate any type of trade to move on from him so that we can get some type of capital back to help us. Aren't, isn't that idiotic, Dave? Isn't that just, like, ridiculous? I mean – I kind of, I mean, I kind of wish you did get some draft capital back, but who's really going to take on that mega contract? I mean, you yeah. kind of see around the league that not a lot of teams are going to overpay for a running back like that. But the fact that you're willing to just move on from Bell and eat up your cap space like that, because I think we're eating about $15 million in dead money right now. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So you pretty much spit in the face of a player who stuck up for your organization, who, proved, who actually proved to be, a vocal leader for this team, said all the right things, 
He was trying to get himself more motivated. He was in the best shape of his life. He was ready for a bounce back year. But he, he comes here, and now we already know the truth. Adam Gaze never wanted him. And the last couple of years of Bell's career here showed it for itself. It's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. And what are your, what are your thoughts, just going into the game, David, because I want to touch on the game with you, man. What are your thoughts about this matchup with the Dolphins? You look at our offense right now. <laughs> Without Le'Veon Bell, I mean, are you concerned that Gaze's play calling yet again is going to cause issues in this game, and we're going to lose it because of that? Absolutely. I mean, I just did a preview video on this game, and I, I think what I'm looking for in this game, if there's anything really to look for in this game, is Michael Pirine, because Adam Gaze would come out constantly over and over again and talk about how he's going to feature him more. I want to see that for itself, because clearly Adam Gaze just likes to talk more than he likes to commit action. So I kind yeah. of want to see Michael Pirine get involved instead of him stuffing carries down a 37-year-old running back's throw. But in terms of the offensive game, game plan, I have no doubt in my mind that it's going to be conservative and Adam Gates is going to end up quitting because you look at this Miami Dolphins defense, they immensely upgraded their secondary with Byron Jones. They have Xavier Howard over there. They already, they drafted a corner out of the first round that's playing really well. Their pass defense has immensely upgraded. I think they only allowed six passing touchdowns this entire year. That Dolphins, de- that Dolphins pass defense is quite something else. I know Prashad Perriman is coming off injury, but what good is that going to do? I mean, before he got hurt, I mean, you, you really haven't seen much of him either. And keep in mind, this is who we replaced Robbie Anderson with. So I think if you want any sort of shot in the offensive side of things, maybe run the ball. On the defensive side of the ball, uh, that offensive line for Miami has been playing kind of better. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick looks a lot better. And you kind of see this Miami oh, Dolphins offense really start to unite. Preston Williams is playing really well. Devontae Parker is still making plays. Mike Gusecki, the guy who pretty much lit up the entire secondary last year, is probably going to do the same thing. I know they lost off yeah. Jackson, but you go back to that game against the 49ers, it just shows how much heart that that Miami Dolphins team has. And if you're a Dolphin fan, you should be glad that this fraud is out of your organization because yeah. keep in mind, this is they're now playing for a head coach who they respect more and – the team is willing to play harder for. So yeah. the Miami Dolphins yeah. right now, they're a couple years ahead of us, and it's crazy. Yeah, it, it's absolutely crazy. And they started to rebuild way after us. And like you said, they are they are years ahead of us now. And I, uh, you touched on it. One of the big reasons why they're ahead of us is because they have the right leader in place. They got Flores over there. That guy's motivating all those players and getting them to play to the wall for him, to the wall. And they'll, they'll run through a wall for that guy because he's doing the right things as a coach. He's putting things in perspective, and he's making sure that young players are being utilized correctly. And everything you talked about with the defense, that, that's my biggest concern as well. I look at this situation defensively. Listen, Ryan Fitzpatrick, first off, let's, let's keep in mind that this is, this is a game where the Dolphins are coming in. They still have, a, 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 they still have an issue with Adam Gaze. They can't wait to beat us. They can't wait to blow us out. They have a big-time axe to grind with that guy, period. And not only just that, but Fitzpatrick has not only an axe to grind simply because he's on the Dolphins because of Adam Gaze, he also has an axe to grind with us as well for the way that we let him go too. That's why he was so happy last time he lit us up. He had 350 yards against the Niners, and I think three TDs. He went off there, David, went off. If you don't think that he's going to try to come in here and do the exact same thing to us, 
let me tell you, I got news for you. Ryan Fitzpatrick's ready to go off, and we have to find some way to stop him. And so my next question for you, David, is if you look at the situation with the Jets right now, they're giving up 32 points per game. I think only the Cowboys are worse than us. We're giving up 32 points per game. How do you think Greg Williams is going to turn that around? What do you think the defensive game plan is going to be for this game upcoming? Are you doubling Devontae Parker? Are you doubling Grisicki? Like, what exactly are you doing if you're Greg Williams to slow them down? Um, it's, it's tough. I mean, the defense right now, just they look lost themselves. These corners are constantly getting burnt. The safeties look really lost as well. And there's no pass rush whatsoever. I think if you have any sort of shot defensively, it's going to come down to rattling Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, you go back to when Ryan Fitzpatrick was with the Jets, you've seen Fitzpatrick under pressure, and he's kind of started to get get himself rattled a little bit. Going to that game last year when we got completely destroyed by Fitzpatrick, we gave him all day to throw the ball. And 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 because he had all day in the pocket, he was able to make those plays. He was able to find his receivers, and that's what he's doing this year now. And mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a little bit of a bold take. Don't be surprised if somehow Tua comes into this game because some because knowing this Jets luck, a lot of these rookie quarterbacks will come in, make their debuts, and completely light us up. We saw with Baker Mayfield a couple of years ago. Don't be surprised if this happens again. Well, David, listen, man, I want to thank you for calling in. Give me your final prediction and score on this game. Um, I'm going to say I think it's going to be a 41-10 debacle. I mean, it, at this point, like, you're just predicting blowout after blowout after blowout because it's so predictable. This team looks uninspired. Yeah. They look unprepared, and they're not well coached, and they're constantly getting hurt because now our best off, our other best offensive player, Mekhi Becton, is still hurt. And Sam Darnold got yep. set back a couple of weeks, so yeah, he's like, out too. At this point, dude, I'm like, like the rest of the fan base, I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of constantly getting embarrassed on a weekly basis. I'm I'm tired of the troll comments. I'm tired of getting laughed at by other fan bases. I'm just I'm tired, man, and I feel for the rest of the fan base. So I think at this point going forward, I I've not bought any Jets merch pretty much all year with the exception of one jersey. And that's my fault. That's my problem because I always get excited right before football season. And it was literally right before the season started. So that was right before this current disaster even started, but I'm not spending another dime on this organization for the rest of the season. I already unfollowed them on social media. And if we're allowed back at MetLife stadium next year and Adam Gaze is still coaching this team, I will not go to a single game. Mm. And I respect that, David. I want to thank you for calling in again, man. Great fire. Hope to hear from you next time I have a show. You have a good night, man. Have a good night, Joe. Take care, man. All right. Whew. Gangrene David coming with the fire. Let me tell you something. That guy had a lot of great points. Another point I want to make as well, and he brought brought this up a little bit, was the leadership thing with Le'Veon Bell. Here's what blows my mind, right? Here's a guy that came here from a a Steelers organization where the media was trying to paint this guy like he was a bad teammate. 
That was the story. That was the narrative surrounding Le'Veon Bell. He's a bad teammate. He's not necessarily a guy that you want in your locker room. But let me tell you something. He came here, and he completely smashed that narrative to bits. He was the model teammate. He was the guy that stood up for the team. When Jamal Adams, everybody loves Jamal, right? When Jamal Adams turned on us, I mean completely turned his back on the franchise and was stomping the Jets publicly, privately, Every single place that he went, he was in parking lots telling fans of other teams, I'm trying to get to the team that that you're a fan of. I'm trying to get to those Cowboys. He was doing it everywhere. Social media, he was dumping on the Jets. Every chance that he got, he was trying to kill us. Guess who stood up? Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell was the guy that stood up and said, listen, Jamal, you did all that hooting and hollering. You told me that you wanted me to come here. You told me that you wanted me to be part of this football team. And you got me to sign here. That was one of the big reasons why I came here. And now you want to turn your back on the franchise because things aren't turning around as fast as you'd like to? Go ahead, dog, because I'm going to stay here. I'm going to stay here and I'm going to rep that green. Look how we treat them. Look how we treat them. I am warning. I am warning y'all. I'm telling you. This type of stuff, This type of thing sends reverberations throughout the league, especially when you're talking about free agency. This Jets team already has issues attracting free agents. Already. We can go down a list of names of guys that either have used us for leverage and left or completely just dumped on us. Anthony Barr, just (laughs) what was like a year ago, Anthony Barr literally turned his back on the Jets after giving us a handshake deal, said he felt physically sick. He felt physically sick knowing that he was going to play for the New York Jets, and he turned his back as fast as possible and ran to the Vikings. And you know what? I'm starting to think maybe maybe Anthony did the right thing. Maybe Anthony did the right thing for himself and his career because he saw what type of debacle he was coming to. He saw the debacle that he was going to join. And Adam Gaze is still our head coach. Unbelievable. I'm going back to the lines. Caller, next up, give me your thoughts on this Le'Veon Bell release and how do you feel about the Jets currently? Joe, how you doing, buddy? What's going on, my friend? How are you feeling today? It's me, your buddy Rich. I'm sitting here. Well, I want to say that I'm doing well. But then I thought about it, and then I can't even make a joke right now. So <laughs> let's just let's just talk about the, the obvious. One thing that I didn't hear you bring up in that whole beautiful diatribe that you opened the show with was the fact that Adam Gase is a vindictive little child. Why is yeah. he vindictive? He didn't want Le'Veon Bell. He yep. told Mike McCagnin. Why did you put $52 million into a running back? Because, Mr. Gates, you don't understand Jets' culture. We, you know how players take pay cuts to go to good teams? We have to overpay guys to come to this team. So, he was like a petulant child. Exactly. He was like a, a petulant. Exactly. That's whatever it's called. And he decided, well, I'm not going to play with it the way it should be played with. And instead of just saying, you know what, let me watch some film on this guy if I'm not familiar with 
you know, how how he was as a player in Pittsburgh, he just completely said, screw it. I'm just going to do my thing. I'll let him in whenever I need to or whenever I need two or three yards, and that's it. And that is the vindictiveness of Adam Gates. Instead of saying, you know what, this is the only weapon I have for this quarterback right now because everybody else is just nobodies. Not right now, they're just young guys. No, they're 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 not stars. Instead of doing that, now I'm just gonna not do anything because I'm mad because I didn't want him in the first place, which is stupid. And now look at the team that we have. Yeah. Yeah. But and first off, again, I want to thank you for calling in, Rich, because you're spitting fire already. But, dude, where is Joe Douglas in this? Where is Joe Douglas in Joe this? Doug- and can't, do, go ahead. Joe Douglas, I'm sorry to tell people, don't think that Joe Douglas is sitting in the back in his office somewhere saying, hey, why is Adam still our coach? He, they are closer than people actually think. Okay? We may not see it with our own eyes. I don't have proof. I, I didn't walk around with recording them on my phone, and I got proof that they're buddies. Think about this. It was Gates who was given complete control of the team, like Bill O'Brien basically was in, in Houston, and he drove to Douglas's house to beg him to be the Jets' GM. So it wasn't that Joe Douglas bought in his guy. Adam Gates bought in his guy. And so eventually – Somebody's going to have to answer to that. The person they have to answer to is on board with saying that this man is an offensive, brilliant mind, whatever he said, or uh, Christopher Johnson. <laughs> a brilliant offensive mind, yep. You know, like I, you're right, Rich. Go ahead. I'm, uh, so, sorry to cut you off. I'm not trying to make uh, – I'm just going to make this one political joke, and it's not swaying one way or the other. Never, ever in my life have I wanted to see a president lose just so that Woody Johnson hopefully comes back irate and just comes out Vince McMahon style and fires everybody, including his brother. Hopefully that's the case. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, Richard, listen, I hear, I hear your anger. I, I think what blows my mind to me is I understand some people think that they're friends, like they're super friends, but if you've been brought in as a general manager of this football team and you're seeing this football team decay the way it is, that goes on your resume as well. If this football de- exactly. if this football team decays and has issues, it goes on your resume. So that just kind of starts to make me lean the other way, where I I kind of mm-hmm. think that maybe Joe Douglas doesn't have as much power as others do because uh, as much other as much people think he does because of the reporting structure. And let me we we all know the reporting structure is some other you know franchises, especially a lot of the winners is the coach reports to the GM, the GM reports to the owner. That's not how it goes mm-hmm. here. Here, it's no. the coach and the GM just report to the owner. <laughs> and we all know that Adam Gaze has Chris Johnson's ear. Adam Gaze was able to oh. walk into the franchise, say, hey, listen, you need to fire this general manager because, you know, he's doing stuff I don't like. And they fired him after giving him a draft and free agency. He also traded players as well in the meantime before they hired their general manager. Not only that, our our entire general manager search was about finding a guy that could work with Adam Gaze. The, most of the list was guys that he had relationships with. 
guys that he had worked with in the past, guys where he had been, you know, in the same facility with them. That's why we hired Joe Douglas. That was a big part of it because him and Adam Gaze had worked together before. So I'd love to be a fly in that room, but I, especially some of the moves that we made, start to think that maybe Joe Douglas doesn't have the type of power that we think he has and that, you know, Adam Gaze and Chris Johnson are pulling the strings because Chris Johnson is such an idiot. I could just see him saying yes to whatever. He was, he literally got talked into the signing of Le'Veon Bell by Mike McCagan and was easily talked out of the, <laughs> talked into late releasing Le'Veon Bell two years later by Adam Gaze. This guy has no clue what he's doing. He has no clue, but I want to go to the game with you, Rich. Because we got a we got a game coming up against these Dolphins, and let me oh, tell God. you, they're coming off of kicking the Niners' ass. Okay, they're coming off of beating the brakes off those guys, and let me tell you, they're looking like they're ready to roll. This is a team that has taken no prisoners. They got a coach that's serious business. He's not joking around, and he's utilizing guys. Now, I want to I want to get straight to the defense with you first, and then we'll talk about the offense, but. How concerned are you that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to come in here and light our secondary up and throw for 300, maybe 400 yards against us? Well, I just want you to know that Ryan Fitzpatrick is the greatest snake oil salesman in the history of the NFL because he always does the same thing. Through the first five or six weeks, he is the MVP of the league, right? But regardless, let's just say that Ryan Fitzpatrick was Ryan Fitzpatrick from the second year with the Jets, right? Even then, he's going to come in here, and he is going to put on a clinic, and he is going to probably record the most touchdowns and the most yards on Sunday because (laughs) our defense looks like a bunch of guys who are lost out there. You know what I say every time I see the defense on the on the field? Somebody punch me so I can see some stars because I don't see anything, <laughs> nothing <laughs> anywhere. Okay, dude. Like at this rate, yeah. at this rate, yeah. right? We should just we need to. Greg Williams needs to realize that the stuff that he used to do with you know New Orleans and other teams isn't working here. So you got to figure out a new scheme. I mean, I'm not, I'm not telling you that to write something brand new over the next 24 hours to, to utilize on Sunday, but it's not working. Mm-hmm. And the problem is is that it's a problem when us, the fans, can see the holes in your defense. So what do you think that the professionals on the field that you're playing must be looking at each other like, what, what is this? Is this a scrimmage or are we actually playing a game here? Like, what is this? <laughs> so this is going to be an embarrassment. Okay, and and it's just going to keep on going and going and going because unfortunately it's not just Adam Gates that has to go; it's the whole entire coaching staff as well. They just yeah. all have to go. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's 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 crazy. I mean it's absolutely crazy. I think our defense will struggle because uh, we've seen them struggle in the past. I mean. Lord help us if the Dolphins start running the ball well because we've seen us give up a lot of yards on the ground. I'm going to go to the offense, though, with you, uh, Rich. When you look at the situation, no Darnold. Beckton looked like he's not going to play as well. How concerned are you about our offensive line, and what are your expectations of Flacco? Well, Joe Flacco didn't throw a pick last week, but he didn't throw a touchdown either. So, I mean, (laughs) 
then again, when the only person you could throw to is Crowder, because um, everyone else is just there, you know. Uh, that yeah. kid Barrios only seems to pop up when we're, like, near the red zone, and then we never get in the red zone, so it doesn't matter. Uh, it's, or, or in the or the end zone, better said. So it doesn't really doesn't matter. Um, we're just – look, at this rate, there there is no – answer they we have no wide receiver uh this kid Mims that we drafted where is he like what what is this like he's never going to get on the field or is it that he's gotten some advice from somebody and said do not get on the field Adam Gase is there (laughs) don't do it just don't do it just keep saying your hamstring is not is is messed up and don't don't bother getting on the just don't don't just wait till he gets fired man and not that I'm looking past the Dolphins but I cannot wait kids when we were learning how to play John Madden football and we would pick yeah. the best team which is the Kansas City Chiefs right now and then we played the crappiest team and then we put the difficulty all the way down to very easy that's what that game is going to be okay but back but back to the Dolphins real quick okay Fitzmatrick Fitzmatrick Magic whatever and uh, yeah the Dolphins, with their with their coach, Mr. Flores, is coming. I don't even know if the game's happening. Is the game here or, or in my or in Florida? We're playing them at we're playing them at the Dolphin Stadium. Oh, okay. So they're gonna they're gonna put on a show for those fans that are allowed to be in their building. And like the caller before me, I am super happy that no fans are allowed right now into the building because there would be full on riots. Just break up in that yeah. stadium. Yeah, so, I, it, dude. I mean, if there were the fans, day, if there were fans in that stadium, they would boo. I'm telling you, I've been there when they booed the team, <laughs> and it would be they would boo them out of the building. It'd be insane. I mean, people would be I calling know. for Adam Gaze's head. There'd be chants of fire gaze. Hell, there were chants of fire gaze when they're in Miami when they lost to the Dolphins the first time. You could hear it on TV. They were literally yeah. the Jets fans that showed up were literally chanting fire gaze. They were screaming it in the stands. They will be screaming it in MetLife. I'm telling you, they'll be screaming it on a weekly basis. But Rich, I'm gonna gotta continue to get to these callers. Give me your final prediction, man. Forty-three seven, and the seven will be like another. You know, the seven will be when it's like forty-three zip, and the Dolphins won't even care anymore. Yeah. And real quick, yeah. right before I go, two seconds. On ESPN.com mm-hmm. right now, they're, they're talking about the, the players that could still get moved before the trade deadline. Top of the list, Sam Darnold going to the Colts for a second oh and third goodness. rounder. How stupid but would that be if we did that? How dumb would that be if we did that? I mean, we gave rate, up three. <laughs> listen, at this rate, the, the, the Le'Veon Bell leaving was a Gates and Christopher Johnson thing, right? So Joe Douglas might oh say, hey, you think that was cool? Hold my beer. Give me Sam Douglas and get him out of here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, you have a good night, Rich. Oh, my goodness. You too, Joe. Take care. Oh, my goodness, man. First off, I want to thank Rich for calling in. He got a lot of great takes, a lot of great points. Man, let me tell you something. I've heard that. That rumor has been swirling. Uh, again, of course, you know, Sam Darnold, uh, Becton out for this game. Man, listen, you trade Sam Darnold 
to the Colts for a second or third rounder if we gave up three seconds. If you trade Sam Donald without ever giving him the proper weapons, the proper coaching, and the proper protection, boy, oh, boy, I will lose it. I'm going to go to the chat really quickly, get to these savages, and then I'll get back to the callers. 917, I'll, <laughs> I'll be coming to you as soon as I get back. Sean in the chat, yo, salute to you, Sean. Sean says, this has to be the worst year for our franchise. I'm speechless because we're absolutely horrific. <laughs> Sean, you're speaking facts, man. You're speaking complete facts. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. The things that we're doing, the moves that we're making, it's just not cutting it, man. It's just not cutting it. <laughs> I mean, it's just unbelievable how badly we're being coached and the fact that Adam Gaze is still here still here and this move again you want to release Le'Veon Bell okay you got nothing back for him now he goes to a team he went from probably the worst team in the well we are the worst team in the league he went from the worst team in the league to a Super Bowl to a straight a Super Bowl a Super Bowl contender that's probably going to be there you know they're going to make their push in the playoff that team looks amazing and here we are looking like idiots I'm gonna get back to these calls Salute to the savages in the chat. If this is your first time listening to me, whether it be on Block Talk Radio, I also live stream when I do the show as well. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I talk to the chat as well. So if you're in the chat, just keep writing and I'll come to you because uh, there's a lot of statements to be made. So next call on the line, 917. Let me know your thoughts about Le'Veon Bell being released and this upcoming game against the Dolphins. Long Beach Joe, how's it going, man? What's going on? How you doing, my friend? How's it going? My name's Mickey. Um, I have a question for you. Um, but to answer your question about Le'Veon Bell, I'm actually ecstatic about it. Okay. Well, why like are you ecstatic be- about it? This was like the best move of the season. Um, he was a vocal leader for the team. You know, um, I really was happy when we signed him and everything. And then we treated him like garbage. It's like, I'm glad that he's able to go somewhere now where they're going to appreciate him for the talent that he is. <laughs> so it's a great, you, 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 <laughs> you wanted him to be treated well. So it's a great move for him. then, right? You, you were excited about his career taking a step forward. Absolutely. I mean, know your worth, you know, go out there and be a king. You know, I appreciate what you tried to do with the Jets. I really do. But at the end of the day, I mean, Le'Veon has to look out for Le'Veon. So now he's playing for a Super Bowl contending team. That's where he's supposed to be. <laughs> Go ahead, man. And if Darnold gets traded to the Colts for a seventh-round pick and a handful of sunflower seeds, go ahead, Sam. <laughs> you you do that, Sam. Well, first off, I Mickey, I want to so thank you. Ha- oh, okay. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Listen, I, I understand. You know, you're full of joy for players. You want to see the best out of them. But, I, you know, I understand, Mickey. First off, I want to thank you for calling in again. Look, I understand what you're saying, but I want to see the best for the Jets. I mean, damn, when are we going to win? You know, when are we going to be able to collect talent, keep talent here, and, and utilize players for their skill set and add them as weapons? And so that to me, Mick, I, you know, I want to get your thoughts on this. What are your thoughts about gays? <laughs> Still being here and not being gone, but us getting rid of Le'Veon. I mean, isn't that completely ridiculous that we actually got rid of a Hall of Fame offensive talent before we got rid of the bum-ass coach that couldn't figure out how to utilize him? Well, you know what? It it is ridiculous. It's also not ridiculous. Um, I had an epiphany at 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I woke up in a cold sweat, and it just 
it all clicked to me. I've been a Jets fan for 17 years now, and I'm like, you know what? I remember back in like 2009, 2010, where we we're going to back-to-back AFC championships, and I was like the happiest years of my life. I'm like, yo, we could we could actually be a team. Like this is this is actually going to happen. I'm going to be able to see it. And then it's been a decade of destruction afterwards. So I think it's only with the Jets' way that we find some way to just barely, just barely kind of just be a team in the NFL. It's I, I'm not convinced <laughs> that the Johnsons really want us to be competitive because when we had yeah. Mark Sanchez and we had like, you know, um, San Antonio when he was doing his thing or whatever, they didn't really go out of their way to put more stars around them. It was just like, oh, well, well, what, rather than getting another superstar on the team, why don't we get, like, uh, a deal for another guy? So with them keeping Gase and getting rid of bona fide studs and Jamal Adams and Le'Veon and everything, it only makes sense with our history. If, we, if you've been watching a Jets show since the late 90s, this is just this is a part of the show. This is what we do. <laughs> oh, man. It, it, it's tough, man. It is tough watching incompetent football. It's tough, you know. I just I, I can't stand this. I can't stand this, Mickey. I can't stand the way we handling things. I just can't stand it. But I want I want to go to the Dolphins game with you because okay. this is a team that's hot. This is a team that's hot right now. And they are coming off of a game where they put the Niners away and they have their sight set on us and they have access to grind across the board. Ryan has one to grind with us. The entire franchise has one to grind with gays. I mean, when you look at this situation and you're coming in right now, we are giving up 32 points a game. How concerned are you that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to come in here against us and just absolutely rip the doors off and throw for 350, 360, you know, maybe 400 yards against us? How concerned are you with the issues in our secondary and Ryan Fitzpatrick just launching the ball everywhere? Well, uh, actually, to go back to what the last caller said about them chanting fire gays when they're in Miami, you can hear from the TV. I don't necessarily think that was all Jets fans. I think there was a little bit of Miami Dolphins fans that were listening to that, and they're like, you know what, yeah, fire them again. Let's do it. But um, actually, to be honest with you, because I'm joking around a lot, to be honest with you, like I'm – I'm upset about it the same way I would be upset about leaving my front door open and worried about someone like coming into my house and like taking my stuff. Like, yeah, I'm worried about strangers being in my house, but if I leave my door wide open, then I should expect for them to come into my house and just disrespect it. And that's what we've been doing all season, all season. So that's for me to get upset about the dolphins dropping 56 on us with a game shark in their sock I mean, maybe I should lock my door. No one wants to lock the door. CJ is he's convinced that Adam Gase is a, a offensive genius. So sure, maybe we deserve 56 points. Maybe we should start getting like uh, national championship college numbers, basketball numbers, like 100 points dropped on us. And then maybe, maybe Woody and CJ would be like, you know what? Maybe we really don't know how to run a, a franchise. Maybe we should. Uh, uh, I don't know. I hope that answers your question. <laughs> I mean, you know, I hear you, man. I hear the frustration in your voice. So my last question for you go is going to be: We're going over to the offensive side of the football. No Sam Darnold this week. No, you know, no Beckton at all. How concerned are you with with Flacco playing? What do you think? What are your expectations for him? What do you think we get out of him this week? Do you think he'll look better than he did last week, or do you think he'll still be kind of marginal to average? 
Uh, I think he's going to be a little bit better than he was last week. Um, that isn't really saying much, but I do want to put respect on Joe's name while I'm talking to someone named Joe. Uh, this man does have a Super Bowl <laughs> ring, so, you know, I don't want to get too re- disrespectful about it. But, I mean, he has a little bit more experience behind um, our offensive line. And I'm not going to talk about our offensive line because if you guys watched the game last week, I actually lined up at left guard. So if you saw, like, a 165-pound <laughs> dude lined up, that was me. So I think he's going to have a little bit more experience. Like, hey, I'm not going to have more than five minutes to make a read. I think he's going to put some plays together. I think he's going to kind of excel in some areas where Sam hasn't been given the opportunity to really grow in. But I, I don't think it's going to really – matter when it comes to the final score yeah yeah so what is your what is your final prediction for the game uh um i've been joking around a lot i'm going to try to be serious um final score i'm not on the o-line today so i think it's going to be like uh i'm going to say 56 to 21 56 21 yeah 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 Okay. First off, again, I want to thank you for calling in, Mickey. It was great to speak to you. Next time I have a show, man, I want to hear from you. You're a great caller. Uh, I'll definitely call back, man. I keep missing them, but I got you today, so I'll call back next time. <laughs> if I'm not on, if All right, I'm not on IR. <laughs> Please, you have a good night. <laughs> oh, man, what a great call from Mickey. Let me tell you. <laughs> he called in. He called in, he brought fire, you know, very sarcastic, very funny, a lot of great jokes from him. Uh, but, you know, sometimes you got to laugh to keep from crying. A lot of people say I laugh a lot. I do uh, because this Jets uh, franchise is a joke. <laughs> That's why I like to laugh. You know, I mean, come on, you know, we're running, we're running tight end dives. What's <laughs> third and one? What's not to joke about? <laughs> What's not to laugh about here? Come on. Have a sense of humor. <laughs> I mean, Adam Gage does his play calling, his game plan on a weekly basis. You know, <laughs> it's a comedy show. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm gonna get to the call. I'm gonna come back to the callers in a second. I'm gonna go to my chat guys, the savages in the chat. Uh, they're typing and <laughs> and they wanna, you know, they wanna they wanna speak their piece. Daniel in the chat, salute to you, Daniel. Daniel says the Johnsons are so stupid. They will hire Dan Quinn five minutes after firing Adam Gaze. You know, the thing is, and I've heard a lot of people talk about, you know, the next coach, you know, if if Gaze is fired, which he should be. He should absolutely be fired. I'd like to see him fired in season because the damage that he continues to do to this team and this offense, but he should definitely be fired after the season. The next coach that we get in here has to be the right guy. You cannot keep going to these guys that are not good, that are not going to set your team up for success, that are not, you know, that are not going to going to put your players, your young players specifically, in the right positions to make plays. <laughs> you, you can't continue to do that. You can't continue to waste talent the way that we've wasted talent. You can't continue to go to people that don't allow you to properly evaluate talent. That's the biggest thing uh, with Adam Gaze is that he's such a bad coach. The same way that Todd Bowles was such a bad coach, he doesn't allow you to evaluate talent. So you don't really know if people are good or not. You don't know. And guess what? When you're in a rebuild, Right. The point of a rebuild is to figure out what talent you have, what talent you need, who you can keep and who you can move on from. If you have a big question mark in that after you drafted these guys for two to three years, you still don't know who they are. You're going to be in a boatload of trouble. 
And that's what we're in, a boatload of trouble. Sean in the chat, Sean in the chat says the Jets won't be good until 2050. Well, we'll see. Because uh, if the Johnsons still own the Jets, I doubt we'll be good then either. (laughs) So I'm going to get right back to these callers. The lines are blazing. Again, everyone, you can call in at 515-602-9639. Again, 515-602-9639. Again, when you call in. Uh, you know what I'm saying? No cursing on my show or I'll get you out of here. I know a lot of people wonder why I don't have cursing on my show. It's because it's a family show. All right. We laugh. We joke. The Jets are a complete joke. But, you know, I have young kids that listen to me. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, uh, you know, I don't like that. So do not curse on my show or I will get you out of here as soon as possible. Okay. As soon as possible. Faster than Adam Gaze can hand the ball off to Frank Gore for the 30th time on third and 20. <laughs> So I'll get back to the callers. <laughs> Next caller coming up. Give me your thoughts on this Jets game coming up with the Dolphins. And how do you feel about Adam Gay still being our head coach? Joe, what's going on, man? It's Elias from Rochester. How you doing? <laughs> what's going on, Elias? How are you feeling about having Adam Gaze as your head coach right now? Are you ready for those uh are you ready for those dive plays on third and twenty five? Let's go dives. I can't. Yeah. Have, Those uh, are winners, man. Those are going to get us to the Super Bowl. Dude, we're going to have – we should do some Alex Lewis dives or Greg Van Rotten dives. <laughs> All right, man. Dude, it's insane. Yo, controversial opinion. Now that Bell's gone, firing Adam Gates would be a huge mistake. We need him. We need that number one pick because we're not going to win anyway, so you might as well. And it looks like Sam's going to be out for a while, and – I don't even know if he's going to be the quarterback next year. So keep him, fire him. I, I fire him during halftime of the last game of the season. And then <laughs> would that be great? Just game over, and you see Williams on the sideline. I mean, like, no, it happened, and that would be great. But, um, yeah, I went berserk when I found out Le'Veon Bell got cut. Because how I thought about it is if you're, you should trade him because he's not going to be here next year. The team's going nowhere. And, um and it looks like they're not going to – they're clearly tanking, so I don't think they have Sam in their long-term – unfortunately, they don't have Sam in their long-term plans. And, like, the thing with me in that situation is I love Sam, but I think we just – it's not that he's terrible and can't be developed better. It's the fact that he's going to be in his fourth year, and by the time we have to pay him, this team's still going to suck. So that's kind of my big issue with that. But um, for me, if you're not going to trade – if you're not going to trade him – you might as well keep him because it's not like they're going to use that salary cap to sign a guy. They, we we thought that, you know, after the draft, they cut a few guys. We're like, oh, we'll use that cap to sign someone. I'm pretty sure after, like, the first round of cuts in the training camp, they didn't make, like, one claim or something wild like that, man. But, um, yeah, I think cutting it, it was stupid. I'm really happy for Le'Veon now that he gets to go to a real team with an actual brilliant offensive mind because – because apparently we got yeah. one here, but that doesn't seem to be the case. But um, here's another issue I got with the, with the Jets. So after um, cutting him, I think like 20 minutes later, they put on their Instagram, 30% off everything on our store. You really expect anyone to buy anything? Every Jets account I see is just, guys, do not buy anything. And I, I comment, yeah, if you want something, you can always buy something on DH Gates, some like made in China crap for like 10 bucks. <laughs> And the shipping costs more than the actual item. Another yeah. issue with the Jets marketing thing, the Jets finally released an episode of 
one Jets drive, which they usually release him after a win, but we're not getting any of those this year. And I, I saw who was on the front. I did look at this number. This team is so bad. Freaking Jeff Smith is in the thumbnail. I haven't watched it, but I think they probably dedicated the whole episode to Jeff Smith. <laughs> you know, listen, first off, Elias, I want to thank you for calling it. Dude, you, you're already spitting the fire. I understand your <laughs> And I heard Thanks, about man. that episode of One Jet Drive. But to go back to what you were talking about with Le'Veon, yeah, I didn't understand the release of him either. You know, you look at this guy who you have not utilized effectively. It's mind-blowing. You know, he's a leader, a guy in the locker room, and the way that he was handled was completely ridiculous. And that's where I want to go with you because I think this is a situation that could actually cause even more free agents to look at us and be like, I'll never go there. I mean, when you look at this situation of how Le'Veon Bell's career was tanked here, how he was handled here, when you look at free agency coming up, don't you think a lot of free agents will look at us and be like, I will never go there. I don't want my career to be ruined by the New York Jets. I think if you get the right head coach, you could attract a free agent, but the most important thing is attracting the right head coach. So yep. that's probably going to involve throwing tons of money, which Johnsons don't like to do. And also something I keep hearing everyone talking about, well, Woody might be back, but how much better, like Chris sucks, obviously, but how much better is Woody? You know, Woody was the owner when they traded for Tim Tebow. Like he was the, he was yep. the owner when they made all his, when the Idzik 12 or whatever it was called back in 14. Like, Woody's not going to just change everything. And also another thing was how Adam Gates used uh, Le'Veon Bell. So let's say you don't like him as a running back. You want to you you want your RB one to be Trayvon Wesco or Frank Gore or someone like that. <laughs> well, Le'Veon Bell is the second best wide receiver on the team. You could literally exactly. use him as a wide receiver, and he's, he's better than Chris Hogan. He's better than Braxton Berrios. Um, Nims hasn't played a game yet. Berrios played like a quarter and was useless, um, or he played like a game and a game and a quarter, I think, something like that. Um, other than Crowder, he's your best wide receiver. So maybe you run, you know, or you put him at number two running back behind uh, Greg Van Roten. He can be your RB one, and then because uh, you love the the big guy diving up the middle because that's really effective, clearly. But uh, uh, yeah, you do that. And you make Le'Veon Bell your wide receiver one because Jeff's got good hands, man. Like that that catching made against the yep. Raiders last year, like that was pretty yeah, you know, and that's, that's something I talked about as well, Elias. I talked about it nonstop. A nauseum. I said, listen, we are decimated with injuries at wide receiver. I personally believe that Le'Veon Bell is the best wide receiver on the team. He's better than Perryman. Mims is, is still a question mark. But, again, like you said, he's not playing. He's not on the field yet. He won't be playing this week as well. We'll see what, you know, what we get out of him going forward. But this guy is the best hands on the team. He's literally a versatile weapon. He can do everything. He can do everything for us offensively, and you still for, you still refuse to spread him out wide. Hell, until last year, he didn't put Le'Veon Bell into the slot consistently until week 12. It took him yeah. 12 weeks to figure out how to utilize Le'Veon Bell in the slot, and then he never did it again. It was just completely ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. But I want to go to the offensive line with you in this game against the Dolphins. I want to talk to you about the Dolphins now, Liz, because it's it's getting crazy. You look at this Dolphins team, they're ferocious. They got guys defensively that can get after it as well. You look at our line, it's missing Becton. He's not going to be playing this week. Man, what are your thoughts about the protection? I mean, how what do you what do you expect out of the offensive line this game against the Dolphins? 
with Flacco playing, I'm like, you know, I don't want the guy to get hurt, but it doesn't really worry me as much as Sam playing. Like, if Flacco gets hurt, like, it's going to suck, obviously, but, you know, at least when you – then what are you throwing Mike White or David Sales, and basically the season's over after that, like, even more. So, yeah, the offensive line's probably going to – like, when I think the Dolphins' defense, I think more of their secondary, especially their cornerback is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, which that's gonna when you got Jeff Smith, Mr. One Jet Drive, trying to get open on I don't know like Byron Jones or something, that's gonna be ugly. Um, but uh, yeah, what is it like? So it's gonna be Sant, Adoga, Lewis, McGovern, Van Roden. Because Beckham's still not yeah. still out, something like that. So, yeah. um. Hopefully, like, I really want to, once he gets healthy, I want to get Greg Van Roden out and get Cam Clark in. Because, like, this year should be an evaluation year, but Adam Gates is clearly stopping me from doing that, which that's the annoying yeah. thing. Like, part of me wants Adam Gates here because I want to, I don't want to lose now, but when we have that number one tick, it's going to be worth it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. so but the problem is Adam Gates is, is not only so bad that he's going to get the number one pick, he's so bad that players can't be evaluated. Look at you could make a Madden team of all the guys, the ex Adam Gates guys who are balling now. Tannehill, Kenyon Drake. Man, I wanna I wish we could play the Titans this year so bad. Just <laughs> balls out. Man. I mean it's 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 completely ridiculous. And like you said, it really hurts to see players not be, not being evaluated properly because they're not being used correctly. And that leads me directly to P Ryan. I mean, do you think that at least now since Le'Veon oh, Bell is gone, shouldn't there be no excuse for him not using P Ryan? Shouldn't P Ryan get a heavy, you know, part of the offensive game plan now? Yeah. So I got a notification earlier about how like Adam Gates said it's P Ryan's turn to play or whatever. And I just, I died laughing, but that's not happening. <laughs> Frank Horst going the Boston, man. Trayvon Wesco, man. Oh, man. Uh, they're probably going to bring back Caleb Watts, which this, this, was, this is how bad this team is. Um, they couldn't trade – they couldn't get anything for Le'Veon Bell. They couldn't get, like, a conditional seven. But they, they first gave that up for freaking Caleb Balaj. Think mm. about that. Well, and then luckily – Ridiculous. He didn't have to spend ball. But, uh, yeah. yeah, like, the thing with me with Bell, back in the Bell is, like, if you're not going to – if you can't get anything, just keep him and cut him in the offseason. But, like, cutting him now makes no sense. Are you going to save, like, $3 million? No one's going to sign here anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's mind-boggling. I want to go to the defense with you, Elias. I mean, you look at this team, this Dolphins team, they're coming in hot. Ryan Fitzpatrick, 350 in the last game against the Niners defense, and – I'm looking at this matchup that they have. Devontae Parker is a guy I'm looking at. I'm very concerned about him. Uh, Preston Williams, too. These wide receivers, they get after it. How concerned are you with Devontae matching up with Pierre Desir or any of the other corners that we have out there? I mean, if you're Greg Williams, how would you handle this? How would you handle the defensive game plan? Um, Well, you have no pass rush to begin with, so blitzing will make no sense because that's not going to do anything anyway. So, um. I don't know. Triple cover everyone. Don't even don't even have a line out there because they don't do anything with them. So just all corners, all safeties, and I don't know, man. It's, it's gonna be terrible either way. 
<laughs> what are your expectations for Quentin Williams do, in this game? Do you think he'll against the Patriots in the playoffs last year? Just drop back everyone. <laughs> well, what, what is your final? What is your final score prediction for this game? Um. So if we get Fitz Magic, it's probably gonna be like thirty-five to ten. If it get like Fitz Tragic, it's probably gonna be like twenty-one to ten. I think back to what uh, Dan Green David said. I think this was this just pass rush is so bad. So I think yeah. you can throw Chua and get get him some experience. So he's not gonna be taking any hits because our pass rush is so bad. And it's, what's the deal with Quinn Williams? Is he hurt or like? No, Quinn is gonna be out there. I mean, he's dealing with an injury. Okay. I know he's dealing with like a hamstring. I think it's a hamstring injury right now. He's questionable, but they're saying it's looking like he's going to play. So you know. Also, I think he'll be out there as soon as we get out of him. Do you think we should trade Quinn Williams at the deadline? Here's the thing: is I think that I. It depends on what we get back because as yeah, as well, I like Quinn Williams as a player. I like Quinn Williams as a player, and I'm I'm going to answer this question. I like him as a player. But the problem with Quentin Williams, and this was the problem that I said when we drafted him, you can go back and listen to me across the various platforms, okay? I talked. I know you know a lot, but I talked about this. I said, yeah. listen, I think Quentin Williams is a great player. At the time, when he was in college, I said he's a great player. But he's not what we need. We need a pass rusher. So I was screaming for Josh, uh, Josh Allen at the time, who's with Josh the Jags, Jaguars. Yeah, Josh Allen at the time, who's with the Jaguars right now, because we needed a pass rusher. I understood interior pass rush, but here's the thing about interior pass rush, right? When you talk, a lot of the the comparisons were, well, he's going to be just like Aaron Donald. Listen, Aaron Donald is not a human being, okay? He's not a real person. He's from Mars, okay? That guy is not, he's not a real human being, okay? He's an android from the future that has been you know, put in a, in a time machine, and he's here playing with us now in the NFL. All right? He's not real, okay? The thing is that an Dude, interior that pass rusher, like trying to find test. an interior pass rusher like Aaron Donald is tough. It's very hard to do in this league. But all yeah. the rest of the teams in the league also have a guy that can get around the outside, a guy that can rush the passer and come around the edge, get around the corner. That's why I call it edge pressure. So getting edge exactly. pressure for us, is extremely important. So when we did not do that and we brought in Quinn and Williams, everybody's expectation was Quinn and Williams is going to be our pass rusher. He's not. We're putting expectations on him that he's never going to be able to feel. He's never a guy that's going to get us 15, 16 sacks a year like the rest of these, you know, elite pass rushers are coming off the edge around the league, all the great pass rushers. They're getting their teams those numbers in the teens and up. Uh, a Bosa, you know, the Bosa brothers, you see what they do, Nick Bosa, uh, the other Bosa brother out there. We see, you know, really? various pass rushers. That's not the type of numbers that Quentin Williams is going to give you. He's not going to give you that. He may give you maybe here's six, thing, seven right? sacks a year and maybe might give you some pressure where he's pushing the pocket and, and stopping the run, tackles in the backfield, but he's not going to give you that many sacks. And I think that that's where people is, are looking can... at him and expecting those expectations. He's not going to give you that stuff. You can unlock his ability by getting an outside pass rusher. That's the thing. He's yeah, got you can. Both of them. And here's the thing too. Um, it was like that pick. At first, I liked it because I wasn't as as big of a fan as I am now. I was kind of more of a casual fan then. But um, the thing is, like, you 
put so much asset into interior defensive linemen. Like in the draft where we drafted yeah. Sam, I think we took like drafted two more. I don't think we drafted a single. Yeah, we didn't draft a single wide receiver in that draft after we picked up Sam. We got two other defensive linemen and yep. had got like four a decade. And like, I don't know, man. It's just, just how hard is it to get? We haven't had an outside pass rusher since like what, 2005. Just but like, here's here's, a, here's another question. Here's another here's another outcome of that though, Elias. I hear you. I hear you talking about getting an outside pass rusher. If we're training Quinton Williams again, I think he's a great player. But if the if a cert, if certain teams are willing to give me a certain amount of capital, I'm taking that and investing that straight into the offense. Because you want to exactly. talk about something that we have not done correctly. We have not surrounded. Uh, our offense with any type of real weapons, any type of real protection. We have not drafted correctly for our offense in years. In years. We McCann got a franchise quarterback in Sam. Wide receiver. Yeah, we, 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 we got a, a franchise quarterback in Sam. We got Mims, but where's, you know, and we got Beckton, but where's the rest of the stuff? Where's the rest of the weapons offensively? Exactly. We're in an offensively driven league. That's where we're at. Yep. We're in a league, literally, where the rules are slanted for the offense to succeed. We've seen teams you not have, have great have defenses in this league, but we've seen teams be able to succeed without great defenses in this league and have the offense carry them. We see that. So if we were to yep. trade Quentin Williams, again, I'm not beating the door down to trade the kid. I think he's a good player. But if we were to do that, I'm investing that capital directly into the offense. Yeah. I want to see what he can yeah. do with an outside pass rusher, and don't trade him now when his value is low. That's how I think about it. Like, yeah, you're gonna what you're gonna you just spent a third overall pick on him. What are you gonna get back second round pick? Like, that's just lighting that pick on fire. That's like trading back to the second round for nothing, just swapping for, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So like, yeah. yeah. Well, I want to I want to thank you for calling in, Elias. Man, you have a good night, man. I got to get back to the rest of these calls. The lines is lighting up, man. Thank you again for calling in. Absolutely, man. Have a good night, man. Have a good one. Whew, Elias calling in, bringing the fire. Okay, great Jets fan. A lot of great takes. We're gonna keep on going though. Got a, quite a bit of callers. Nine eight four. I'm gonna come to you in a second. I'm gonna get to the chat really quickly though. Uh, Got to get to these savages. They're they're typing away and going off. Jerry Johnson in the chat says it pisses me off. Uh, because Gaze did not want him, so he chooses not to use Bell. That's a fact. That I think that's one of the biggest uh, <laughs> biggest issues that we've had here. And you know, <laughs> he doesn't want to utilize guys. There's going to be some issues. There's going to be some big issues going forward. Oh man, <laughs> this team this team is in is in some issues. It's in some big time issues. They have some big time problems. But I'm going to go back to the callers. 984, I'm coming to you. I want to get your thoughts on the Jets releasing Le'Veon Bell. How do you feel about this upcoming game, Jets-Dolphins? Hey, Joe. Uh, how you doing, buddy? What's going on, my friend? How are you feeling today? Oh, pretty good. Get a little bit of a much-needed rest after the last several days at the airport, working about 10 o'clock at night, so I've been pretty tired. Ooh, Ooh man. Yeah. <laughs> Those are some shifts, my friend. I know. You out there yeah, grinding. Yeah, I respect it. You know what I'm saying? I'm working man myself. <laughs> I know what it's like. I know what it's like now. Oh, yeah. You got to do what you got to do to put right. food on that table. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So how you doing? Yeah, I wanted to weigh man, in on listen. the uh, bail situation, man. It's uh, it's mm-hmm. sad, but uh, I guess they are happily ever after. I'm happy he wound up with a team like KC. 
So it's not going to really mm-hmm. impact us much anyway. The team had to worry about that is the Ravens and the Buffalo Bills because I think they're the <laughs> next teams up. They're going to be trying to, you know, push for contention. So I know that yeah. kind of raised their ears when they uh, Kansas City got him, but they're already good in one of the top-tier offenses. And now they got a versatile weapon like Le'Veon Bell. They're going to be really scary. So I look forward to seeing yeah. them matchups when they go against the Ravens and when they go against the Buffalo Bills. They're going to have their hands full trying to stop Kansas City. So Le'Veon Bell is a tremendous player, a future Hall of Fame caliber player, probably a, a ring of honor, a you know, player that will be honored by the Pittsburgh Steelers and when his career is over. You know, we had opportunities with him, but Gase is so rigid in his mentality and, and what he wants and so, uh, you know, selfish and, and, and single-minded way he is. We could never, never really maximize Bell. And we didn't realize, the fans didn't realize at the time, we saw so much promise that the Bell-Gase combination was never going to work. It was destined yeah. to fail from the yeah. start. So it's, un, it's unfortunate. And uh, it looks like to me with Bell gone, the team is officially tanking. And I can see what's getting ready to come in this it's sad, you know, it's sad that uh, in the end, Donald is going to be collateral damage. Uh, you know, I'm saddened by uh-huh. it, and I see it coming. So what it is, they uh-huh. tanking for the top pick, and I look at the big three. When I look at the quarterback class of 2018, that was a pretty good class, you know, with Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. Uh, I like Sam Donald. Of course, Baker Mayfield appears to have settled down in Cleveland. You know, he was on a lot of early pressure. This class coming out now, I think – could be as good, maybe even a little bit better. Uh, 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 Justin Fields looks phenomenal. And this other kid, Trey Lance, he's the dark horse that people aren't talking about, but I've heard him being compared to Russell Wilson. I guess going forward in months ahead, I'm going to be studying more and more film for what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Very impressive. Very strong kid. Yeah. <laughs> Tough and strong yeah. as I don't know what. He doesn't go down easy. So that's what's going yeah. to happen. Yeah. What it is, they're going to tank. And they're looking to be within range to land one of the top three. This is my analysis on this and what's going to happen, sadly. Uh-huh. When that moment, if it does happen, and if, if, a, if a Lawrence declares himself eligible, and all three of the prospects, the top-tier guys, declare themselves eligible, the big three, and we're within range, I say, within the first five, six picks to land one of those guys, it's going to be sad, but I think they're going to take one of them. I think that's what's going to happen. But when, and I, we're gonna we're gonna get back and we're gonna talk about this Dolphins game and I, I want to touch on some things yeah. with you as well with the Le'Veon yeah. Bell release as well. But I, I want to go there with you because you, you're already touching on this. And yeah, again, yeah. I want to thank you for calling yeah. in. Wouldn't we be better yeah, sure. served to trade that pick and to a quarterback hungry team that's willing to yeah. give us, you know, the the farm? I'm talking yeah. two first rounders, maybe more. A, a ton of yeah. mid-round picks. Wouldn't we be better served to do that to continue? Because yeah. again, we're not even. Uh, we have so many holes on this football team. I mean, the hole even yeah. got even bigger with us getting rid of Le'Veon yeah. Bell. I just talked about we yeah. have no weapons offensively, none. Mm. You know, our offensive yeah. line outside of Beckton is a big question, and we just signed. You know, from Greg Ben Roden, even you know. Uh, our center from time to time has been sketchy. We need players yeah. across the board offensively. We're not even talking about That's the defense. Right. We haven't had a pass yeah. rusher since John Abraham. Our cornerback yeah. spot is a mess. We got a bunch of guys yeah. who yeah. one-year deals to. I'm going to be talking about that coming up in August. I'm just putting that yeah. little tidbit out there. A lot of these guys are on yeah. one-year deals, and some of you think that they're going to be here for the future. They're not. They're going to be gone. 
Yeah. Okay. So right. don't you think that we would be better served to trade that pick and then use that capital to better the football team through the draft? Yeah. With all of the don't the, the get me wrong. Gain? But I say this: don't get me wrong. If it was me, if it was if the decision was in my hands, we would no doubt about it. Trade the pick. And I would put it out there early for Trevor Lawrence. We don't know what's on his mind, whether he want to play for us or not. But I put it out there early that we're trading this pick. We're trading it to the highest bidder, and I would make it clear right from the start, from the end of the season, that we will trade the first pick in the draft. And we're we're waiting for some offers now to come in, and we're going to trade that pick because, to tell you the truth, if if let's say we get that pick, we and, and Trevor Lawrence declare himself eligible for the draft the top pick, and we decide to trade that pick, do you realize we could probably get three ones, some twos, some maybe three or fours? I mean, the package could be huge. That'll make make the Jamal Adams trade, which was a great trade, look like a bargain in comparison. I'm telling you, it could be something that would rival the Dallas Cowboys. You remember the Dallas Cowboys back at that time. Yeah, that's exactly how they turn around their franchise. I think the Jets could get, get a package that would rival the package because of the nature of the position, the teams want that that special guy like a Trevor Long. I think we could get a huge package if we trade it. Then you look at the first rounds we already have for 2022 and 2023. Now we could go into 2022 with three, three, one, multiple twos, maybe either three or multiple fours, or maybe a back end pick conditional, you know, for 2022 and maybe possibly 2023. We could have huge assets. And people don't realize off of that, you can parlay it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hello? I mean, you, could, you, you can you, parlay and, it yeah, and, not, and, not, and make yep, other trades. If you don't trade that top, the first or the first round pick, you maybe can trade one of them picks at that backstop. There will be teams that in that second round, maybe top 10, that may be impatient and may be willing to move up into the first yep. round that may switch position with you and give you a three. Or if they're not a three and a four, they might give you a three and a five and maybe some kind of conditional pick. You know what I'm saying? We could parlay Talk that about into it. so many other picks, and that's how you could flip this roster. We could flip the roster. I'm predicting they could turn that roster over by 2023. When they break camp, you won't even recognize that team. It won't even be the yep. same team. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Dude, you you brought up uh, – that was the exact point that I was going to as well, and you – you bring in the fire. Listen, I've, I've been talking to people so long about that, not just trading and getting the haul, but also you also utilizing the picks that we got in the haul, trading down and gaining even more capital. Now, I'm not, you know, I yes. know that the draft is coming, and again, we'll talk about that later on, but we've already started oh, yeah. to hear rumblings about the wide receiver class in this draft, how there's a lot of them coming out that, they're, you know, it's going to be rich oh, wide yeah. receiver talent. There's offensive playmakers. A lot of the issues that we have on this football team could be solved, could, could oh, yeah, damn near yeah, be solved. Yeah. In almost yeah. one or two drafts, you could solve these yeah. issues. So we have That's got right. to get it together, and we, we've got to be smart about what we do. And I know, you know, the draft's coming. I didn't want to get into it early, but I'm telling you, you call every yeah, time yeah. from the Carolinas, you get me going. Yeah. They looking at Trevor Lawrence because he's the shiny thing in the room, but the better thing would be mm. to do to trade that pick because to tell you the truth, I would give Donald one more year. I would take 2021 and I would load up on wide receivers, 
tight ends. Now, you can pick a running back up alone unless they get this other cat. I think his name is Tra- Tra- Travis Etheridge. Now, he looks like legit franchise back. I might make the exception with that back end pick and go on and take mm-hmm. him because he's phenomenal. He's, he's just too good. He's a suitable yeah. and worthy replacement for Le'Veon Bell. Now, he's the only guy who I would consider unless he goes off the board before we pick with that second pick. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Consider taking. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, I know we can keep going on with the draft, but I got I got to rally back in, man, because we got oh, yeah. we got to talk about right now. We got to talk about right oh, now. Yeah. I can't wait. You oh, know oh. the way this season is yeah. looking. I cannot wait until the draft comes. Because oh my god, yeah, <laughs> this has yeah, been it's painful. Sad. It's, it's sad. Been so painful. It's not pretty. But, <laughs> it's not pretty, and it's not pleasant seeing what's uh happening oh. with the team and all the all the big names are going one by one and uh people oh. being let go and traded and you can see them tanking it. It's officially yeah. trying to take it. Let's just hope that when the season is over, unless they keep engaging in there to tank, let's just hope and pray that when the season's over, that we hear some official word that Adam Gates has been fired. I'd be so relieved. Yep. And then going and yeah. give us a coach. Now, in back of my mind, depending on where we finish with the top pick and what the word mm-hmm. is out on Trevor Lawrence, whether he'll declare he's eligible or not, I'm not sure if we can land one of the top coaches. I think we might have to settle for – you know, a guy that's kind of under the radar, that's well-respected, that's solid, but may not be your glamour name like a Jimmy Johnson. When Jimmy Johnson came out of Miami, he was one of the big names mm-hmm. in college football. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So just to get to this Dolphin game really quickly, because I got yeah. my lines are lighting up. I got quite a bit of people on there. I just oh, want to yeah. ask you about the defense really quickly. We're giving up 32 points a game. Okay, we're giving up 32 yeah. points a game. If you're the defensive, right. if you're the defensive uh, coordinator, you're looking at this Dolphin team, they're coming in. Who do you identify as weapons, and how are you slowing them down? What is your defensive game plan? I think you got to mix it up. You know, right now the defense is a shell of what it was, you know, when on paper going in we had Adams and looking for C.J. to come back and Avery Williamson and all of them with Quentin emerging. It's a shell of the unit we were projecting when we started the season. So with all those losses and with it being a, a down spirit around the team, and it's definitely affecting the defense. The most uh, I think Williams can hope to do is just try to mix up his looks Keep him honest and don't let him lock and let them lock into him and key in on him too too easily and too early and that's the best he can do and just hope hope to keep it respectable because it's not the same yeah. unit sadly that we went into this season yeah. we had so much hope and promise you know we were looking like a top ten unit on paper yes when we had all our pieces we could have been a, a unit that could have been eighth or or seventh or eighth or ninth in the league in defense but with all the losses you can see clearly it's a shell of what it had been projected to be starting out so you know. Yeah. What is your final prediction for this uh, this upcoming game against the Dolphins? Uh, again, I hate to say it, it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be pretty. I tell you this every week. It's uh, I say thirty eight to ten. I got to throw in a safety because the quarterback's not very mobile. And he's a shell of what he was. So thirty. Oh man. 10, you know, it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, I hate to say that. I love the Jets. I've been a Jet fan for 40 years, so it hurt. It hurts me too to say that. But I think in the back of my mind, I'm kind of reserved to, to you know, they're taking the season, and uh, we're not going to see their best play, not for a while, not for 2020. Let's just hope that yeah. they get us yeah. get us a new coach in here and, and turn this program around. I think it's doable because at one time the way they're talking about us 
is the way they talk about Cleveland. You know, Cleveland was the one everybody talked down on yeah. and used to laugh and fact. make jokes and talk, you know, that's true. So that's if they can do it, and that's kind of encouraging for me to see them kind of doing, I've been rooting for Bacon, see them do well and settle down, and uh, it's been overdue. Mm-hmm. If they can do it, we can do it. So, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I want to thank you for calling in, man. Again, when, next time I have my show, I need to hear from you. I love talking to you. You're a great fan. And, hey, be safe oh, at yeah, that yeah, airport, yeah. all right? Watch it. Be safe there. You know, oh, I know yeah, you're working yeah, hard, but keep your eyes, oh, you know, yeah. head, keep your head on the swivel out there. <laughs> I will. I will. Yeah, you take care, too, Joe. And it's always a pleasure. I know on the former, former platform, because of the time, and I never had a chance to speak to you then, I always wanted to, you know, have opportunity to get on the line and converse and talk some football to you. I really respect your knowledge and your insight, and I'm trying to pick up some tips and learn from you, buddy. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. All right, you have a good night. Yeah, you take care too, buddy. All right. Oh, Oh, bye-bye. What a great great call. Great call. Great caller calls out of Carolinas. I mean, that dude knows. He knows his Jets. He knows his Jets. Great football fan. I'm talk, I'm telling you, I love love speaking to him. And again, I want to thank everybody for calling. I love speaking to all the callers. I mean, phenomenal takes from a lot of great people. We're gonna keep going to these lines though. Three, four, seven. When I come back, I'm gonna come to you. But I gotta go to the chat real quick. The savages are going crazy in there, so I gotta I gotta get to the savages. You know what I'm saying? I gotta I gotta hear what they're saying to me. So, Mr. Magic in the chat, yo, salute to you, Mr. Magic. Mr. Magic says the kid is only 23 years old. He's had the worst coach and team in NFL history. <laughs> He's talking about Darnold, man. You know, and I get it, Mr. Magic. I'm right there with you. I know a lot of people cannot wait to throw Sam Darnold away. They keep forgetting he's literally one of the youngest quarterbacks to ever be drafted. I think he's the youngest Jets quarterback to ever start for us. It's insane. He's only 23. And people are already trying to write him off and cast him off. There's Jets fans that are already trying to write him off and cast him off. And let me tell you something, all right? There's teams around this league, the Saints, the Colts, I've heard uh, various other teams that are circling us like buzzards right now. They're circling us like vultures. They cannot wait until we find we, – if we do trade Darnold, they cannot wait to sink their teeth in because they know what type of talent he is. There's analysts. I'm talking tons of analysts, tons of coaches. You know, ton, we, We've heard around the league from various people on various platforms – Oh man, Darnold's something special. It's the Jets that's not that's not doing the right things. I'm telling you, but Darnold is something special. You ask there's so many analysts and they will put their names to it. Dan, Dan Orlovsky, I know he's come out before. Darnold is something special. I'm telling you, if he gets to the right the right situation, ooh, he's gonna really blow this league up. So I understand people want to throw him away. I've heard it. It's all over my timeline, it's everywhere, but I'm telling you, these other teams are ready to go. I don't want to throw him away. I would love to keep him here. I would love to finally put him in a situation with proper offensive weapons, and I would love to get him the proper protection and better coaching. And I'm telling you, because I remember when we drafted him, I watched him all throughout USC. He was the guy coming out in that draft that was a franchise changer. That's why nobody thought that Cleveland would walk away from him. No way that Cleveland's going to pass on this guy. He's going to change your franchise. He's going he's gonna to absolutely rip everything down. Anything bad you had going on, that's gone once you get Donald in the building. So I remember that, and I, I would love to keep him. So I'm going to get back to these callers, though. <laughs> 347, you're on the line. Give me your thoughts about this Le'Veon Bell, you know, being released, now signing with the Chiefs. And what are your thoughts about this upcoming game 
against the Dolphins. Hey, Joe, it's me, Chris from the Bronx. Oh, what's going on, Chris? How's everything going with you today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm just hearing your show right now. So to answer your question, I was pissed off, okay? I was pissed off because, (laughs) you know, when I saw him and Sam working together, just for the record, here's the thing. You'll be surprised. I haven't watched a single Jets game since we lost the AFC championship against the team Le'Veon Bell was was in before he came. Mm. <laughs> so mm. th- that's how long. That was a while ago. That was a while back. Yes, it was. So mm-hmm. I was pissed off because he, he and Sam had a good chemistry. It's like I mentioned, mm-hmm. I said this before, him and Sam together were like Brady and Gronk when I saw it. It was foolish of Adam Gaze to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, yeah. it pissed, I, I know it, it pissed everybody off. And mm-hmm. who is Gaze to say that he had to go? That's up to the GM to decide, not Gaze. Okay? Yeah. And on top and. And on top of that, Joe Douglas needs to step up, stop acting like 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 he's afraid of gays because he shouldn't, and act mm. like the Joe Douglas he was when he was with Baltimore and when he was with when he was with Philly. That's the Joe Douglas yeah. we need right now. So. Yeah, yeah, and and again, I, I want to thank you for calling in, Chris. And man, listen, you're spitting fire right now. Look, I hear you. I looked at the situation. I thought that, that Le'Veon and Sam could really, you know, continue to build. I know, you know, Brady and Gronk, that, that's hefty expectations, and I understand that. As a fan, that's what you want. You know what I'm saying? You want to see two offensive guys be able to stick together, put up points, and do their thing. I get that. I totally understand that. What? But when you looked at this situation with, with Le'Veon Bell and Adam Gaze, Adam Gaze never wanted him. He didn't want him, and that was one of the main issues between him and Mike McCagnin. That's what that's what that's one of the biggest that's reasons not, why he got Mike McCagnin fired. Uh, he never wanted him, a, and then we saw him continue to be vindictive and not utilize him effectively. And then eventually, you know, what I'm saying he, it seems like he found a way, you know, to get rid okay. of him and release him. You know, so Joe, let me ask you It, it kind of is let what it is. There, go ahead. You said that Adam Gates didn't know how to use him properly. Has, has mm-hmm. it ever came to your mind that? Maybe it's up to the offensive coordinator to do that. I mean, that is where we have one, don't we? Yeah, but that but Adam Gaze is our offensive coordinator. You see, Daryl Loggins is just a clipboard holder. The reason why we brought Adam Gaze here is because he he supposedly was an offensive mind. Uh, if you look at what he did in Miami, that was one of the one of the things he did there. <laughs> He's supposed to be an offensive mind, and he did nothing but wreck the offense there. And what's crazy think- about it is no one gets better until he leaves. Devontae Parker, better after he left. Ryan Tannehill, better after he got away from Gaze. Uh, Kenyon Drake, better after he got away from Gaze. Mike Gusecki with the, with, the, uh, with the Dolphins right now, better after he got away from Gaze. There's a list, a host of guys that have gotten better on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, after getting, getting away from Adam Gaze. So that's the reason why he was brought here. But I want to get into this Dolphins game with you because that's, that's, that's really what we got up on, you know, the, the next chapter here. You look at this situation – no, Darnold, I what was, are your expectations of, Flo, of uh, Joe Flacco in this football game? I was hoping you'd talk about the Dolphins game. And first I'll ask mm-hmm. you a question, then I'll give you a little, a, little, a little briefing. Joe Flacco, here's the thing. 
everyone keeps criticizing him, but a lot of people keep forgetting that, you know, he's a, he, keep in mind that he's a super, he was a Super Bowl MVP before he got hurt. And I feel like he still has that potential. I don't, 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 don't ask me why. I just, I just see it. Because, I mean, if you think about the way he played, I mean, he got the Ravens to the Super Bowl. He got them the rings. You know, sure, it's a different situation, but there's like a spark that I see in him that he may score some points. Not saying we'll win, that he can score some points. It, again, mm-hmm. that's my opinion on Flacco. I still see a, a yeah. slight spark within him. Now, for the Dolphins game, oh, man, let me tell you, my sister and my brother-in-law, they're Dolphin fans. I spoke to them yesterday, and I told them, please beat us. Please beat us so we can get the, the message out. I begged them, please beat us. Hey, hey, the way you're laughing now, that's exactly how my sister was. She was like, all right. Yeah, I'm telling you. And, and then before, my brother-in-law told me, you guys are going to get smoked. And I said, hey, it's better that way. At least we can get this. This, this buffoon out, out of here, but um, <laughs> but to conclude our conversation, because I know you have a, other callers and you're gonna get to your chat, I'm gonna predict yeah. the, the score of this game, the same score as the Cardinals game, thirty to ten. Oh, thirty yeah, to ten. Thirty to ten. Yeah, due wow. to our defense. What? Due to our defense. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, right. hey, Chris, I want to thank you for calling in. Hey, next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, my man. You're a heck of a fan. You know your stuff. Well, I try. I follow. I, I Again, I'm going to be honest before we close it out. I don't know too much about the team because I don't think I was born during the Kotite days. I mean, I don't even know if it was. I don't even know much about him. So, yeah. uh, so I'll let you go, and um, I'll look forward to talking with you again, buddy. All right. Thank you. You have a good night. Likewise. Bye. Listen, Chris called in. He was on the line, all right? You know, he's coming in, spitting his takes about the team. Heck of a fan, man. I love talking to everybody, all right? It doesn't matter, you know, where you're from, you know, what you're doing. If you love the Jets and I'm on, my show's live, I want to hear from you. I absolutely want to hear from you. We're all fans, you know what I'm saying? No no one is more important than the other. I just love speaking to Jets fans about this football team and everything that we have going. So I want to thank everybody for calling in tonight. You know what I'm saying? We had a lot of great callers, had a lot of great discussion about this uh, upcoming game against the Dolphins. And now I'm going to give you folks my prediction. You know, I'm looking at this situation. <laughs> no bell because he's gone. Uh, Beckton's out. So Fant or Doga are probably going to uh, <laughs> probably going to handle, you know, whatever, you know, the left tackle spot. We'll see who they start over there. Uh, you look at the situation. You know, Sam's going to be out as well. No Mims. Uh, Brashad Perryman is questionable, but it looks like he's going to play, so he's still going to be dealing with the injury. This offense is just – I just, I just, there's just not enough there. There's just not enough there offensively. We're still hoping, praying, and wishing that we see something out of Herndon at some point. But at this point, I have no faith uh, that we'll really, you know, get the best out of him. This, that's the guy that came into the season with a lot of hype, and we, we have yet to see anything out of him. Um, don't like Gaze, don't like his play calling. It's going to be atrocious. The defense I'm very concerned about. I'm wondering how exactly we're going to rush the passer. 
I think if you blitz Ryan Fitzpatrick, this dude is he's lighting it up, dude. I don't, I don't know how he does this every year or every couple of years where he just finds this groove where he just gets going. He put up 350 last week. I expect somewhere near the same against us this week. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm very worried about the Dolphins. You know, they have some weapons over there as well. Uh, you know, Devontae Parker is a guy, again, that has an axe to grind. They, that entire Dolphins team just cannot wait to rip us limb from limb. And, I mean, they are ready to go. They have access to grind. I'm very worried about Gasecki as well. Uh, here's a tight end where if you look at the you look at the Jets, historically we have issues covering tight ends. And here's a tight end that's really lighting up the league as well. They just – dude, it's, it's – <laughs> we're, we're just in a bad spot, man. We're in a bad spot where we have a bit of injuries. We have issues offensively. We're not coached well. We're having issues defensively. You know, I also think the Dolphins can get the run going as well. You've seen we've given up yards after yards after yards on the ground. I mean, it's insane. Oh, it's insane, man. Um, so I'm going to take the Dolphins in this football game. I'm going to go 30 to 7. 30 to 7. I'm going Dolphins. It sucks. I hate the Dolphins. But, you know, come on. Come on, people. Come on. Come on. Look, I hate the Dolphins. I do. I hate the Dolphins. I hate everybody in AFC East. If you're not the Jets, I can't stand you. I respect you. I re- you know, I respect the other teams, but I can't root for you. I can't stand you when we play you. But I'm telling you, the Dolphins right now are in a position, you know, to really take advantage of us. We're not in a position to do things that we need to be doing. Lack of talent not being coached correctly. We just, this team, especially if this team comes out looking flat on the road too, I just, I got to take the Dolphins. I, I just, I, I got All right, you, you're going to boo me off this. No problem. Just boo me. You know, boo the Jets too. Man. You know what I'm saying? Boo the Jets. Are you going to boo Adam Gaze? I mean, are you going to, are you going to show him? What kind of is? All right. Finally, get a boo for him too then. Boo, boo, boo me, boo him, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is, but I am taking the Dolphins. 30 to 10. Listen, I want to thank you folks for watching. I want to thank you everyone for calling in again. I had a blast talking with all the callers. Look, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search the Long Beach Joe show, like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe show. I'm also on Twitter as well at youngj 30 Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge. I will have my Darnold jersey on at all times, okay? I don't know when he's going to play again. I hope, you know, he doesn't come back until he's ready, <laughs> until that shoulder's good, you know what I'm saying? But I will have that Darnold jersey on, all right? I will have it on. You can also check uh, my show's uh, Twitter page as well at the Joe. Uh, go there, follow me, uh, follow you right back. We can go back and forth. We can talk football. I'm also on YouTube as well at Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets That's where you can find all of my uh, Jets content. You know what I'm saying? So please go there. Subscribe to my, uh, you know, subscribe to that channel. Uh, you want to troll me? No issues. You can troll me in the comments. I will troll you right back. I love trolling. I love it. I love going back and forth with you folks. So without further ado, folks, listen. Whenever you see me in person, okay, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everybody. 
Free hugs for everybody that will cost you absolutely nothing. The hugs will remain free no matter what anybody tells you. They'll cost you absolutely nothing, especially in these times. Team sucks. A lot of issues. You know what I'm saying? We, we got to stick together. I'm sticking with all my Jets fans, so the hugs remain free. So I want to thank you folks for watching again. You folks have a good one. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.